Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, sleep tight stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My guests today are Latasha Brown, Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium Visionary Founder and co-founder of Black Voters Matters, and Malika Rogers, Southern Black Girls, Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium Executive Director. The Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium, which is SB Southern Black Girls, is a collection of Black women. I have six sisters, so I know by Black women. Who in philanthropy, activism, and girls' work who hold deep roots in movements and building models for success. Please welcome to Latasha Brown and Malika Rogers to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Ladies, how are you doing? Really well. We are wonderful, and we we are extremely blessed. We are on this show with you. We want to talk about making money moves. Well, you know, um, I usually get the, now I usually get them on split screen. Why don't I have them on the split screen today? Because I want to see them at the same time. Now, see, now I get you one at a time. When you talk, then you pop up. When you don't talk, I don't see you. Can we can we get that look for me? Because I want to be able, I want to be able to stare at both of y'all and, and just That's see the right. reaction, you know. But uh, both of you guys are both, uh, ladies, excuse me, are based in Atlanta, Georgia. Why? Well, Maliki, you want to start? Sure. I, my, I grew up here in Atlanta, but the work, is, um, the work isn't based in Atlanta. The work is uh, based all across our 12 states. We just happen to call Atlanta home, and I've called Atlanta home for my life. <laughs> my Natasha, life. are you a land of native too? I am not. I am an Alabama girl. I'm a deep, deep South. I'm a well, country girl. So what part of Alabama? It ain't that many big cities in Alabama. So what little city are you from Listen, in Alabama? Listen, I am from Selma, Alabama. Mobile. Oh, yeah. I spent part of my life in Mobile on the mm-hmm. coast. And then mm-hmm. part of my life, the majority of my life in a little city called Selma. A pretty famous city. Mm-hmm. Uh, a city, a little city called Selma, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Now, when I look at Malika and I look at you, Latasha, uh, I see energy. I see enthusiasm. But when you talk about the black woman, you know, uh, I, I'm working on the project and I was, I was just talking about how black women came out of slavery and then white women were complaining, but they were still were above black women because black women were considered slaves. And at the time, you know, they can be raped. They can be passed around. But and then black men 
were considered slaves as well. But but black women, I think, always had a two-step, you know, because women in general were considered secondary anyway, in general. Mm-hmm. But somehow today, black women are the number one of the fastest growing entrepreneurs in America. Why is mm-hmm. that, Latasha? Because at the end of the day, you know, it's it's my grandmother used to say, what don't kill you, make you stronger. Mm-hmm. And I think because black women have literally said at this intersection of racism and sexism that we've had to find a way when it seems like there was no other way. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for many of us, entrepreneurship, many of us have created jobs, not because somebody left us an inheritance mm-hmm. or not because we got some some big money downfall. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us created a business because we had to survive. We had right. to survive for our families. We had no other income. Some of us couldn't find jobs or we discriminated from finding jobs. And so we had to use our skills and our talents um, to really be able to get us through so that we could take care and provide for our families. Many of us literally saw a gap of a need in our community. And so we were led as nurturers. We were led to literally create a business. I had a sister that came over last night who is a, is a, a nurse. She's a licensed nurse and she does IV therapy around vitamins and she talked about how she worked for a doctor but also that she saw the opportunity to start her own so that she could actually it wasn't just her administering she could actually administer information she could share her own experience right. and she could provide that nurturing space so that we could actually be able to get this these 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 additional vitamins i'm saying that because i think what we see in terms of entrepreneurship we see women i mean some of us go into business because we're trying to get we try to make money i mean we all want to make money but some was like listen i can use my skills instead of just making money for other people right. i can make money for myself but I, but I do want to say that our approach to entrepreneurship has been very different from our white counterparts. Yes. You know, our approach to, to, to entrepreneurship really has been informed by some of the struggle in our community that we've had to create businesses because it's the irony is that while black women are the fastest growing, we have the largest numbers of entrepreneurs in the country right. in terms of percentage wise. Percentage wise, we are entering college more than anybody else in the country. Right. Right. In terms of voting, we vote more than anybody in the country. So we basically, if America said that you got to go to school, get your education, start your business and and use your civic responsibility, we've done all of that. Then why is it that economically? We're still at the bottom. And that actually, I think our work exposes the deficiencies and the racism and the sexism that is embedded in all of these systems. But it also really elevates how bad sisters are and how determined we are and how resilient we are. And that in the midst of it, because what we see is even when we're starting businesses, our businesses don't receive the kind of investment that other businesses receive. Right. Mm-hmm. That when we're actually creating these opportunities, that that, that was that mother that um, started a daycare in her home, one, that daycare may, may have started because she needed to have her kids and she, somebody else was like, baby, can you keep care of my baby? Mm-hmm. And somebody else needed somebody to take care of their children. And it grew out of us responding mm-hmm. to a need in our community, not just this, mm-hmm. not just a desire of regardless of anything, I'm just going to go make money because it's good to make money. Right. We all want to make I want folks to make money. This whole existence of the Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium is for us to help get money and investment in our communities. But that cannot be at the expense of harming our communities. And sometimes we've actually seen people approach this. I'm going to make money, even if that means I'm going to sell somebody out. I'm going to step over them. I'm going to do things that are unethical. Mm -hmm. 
No, what we're saying is that the way that you create abundance is that when you are making money or you're creating those, you're creating to tap into the full wealth of who we are. That's our gifts. That's our talents. That's also our treasures. But when we combine that, it ain't no stopping us. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now, Malika, I'm going to tell you. Now, they actually uh, moved her out of Selma because she can talk. She can talk. Man. <laughs> you know, you know, you know uh, I, I, I can see right now she is like a, 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 a two-question person. You know, you ask a question. She's going to give you five minutes now. So, so, so I'm going to squeeze a question into you. Malika, before I come back to her, because when I come back okay. to her, it's going to be about five to ten minutes before I come back to you. <laughs> Don't feel bad, but you know this already. You know this do. already. Don't you say that. Don't you say speak, that. Tasha. I'm learning something, right? Don't you every say that. She about to say something. something again, right? When you talk, she about to say something. Just keep smiling. <laughs> now, Malika, you set me straight early in the interview. See, I love strong black women. She said, we just not in Atlanta. We in 12 states. Okay. Yeah. Executive director. Tell us about the what the consortium is and what state and why is there that growth in those 12 states? We are uh, the Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium at our base. We are a foundation. We invest in black girls and women in the South. Right. And we do that because there has been a gap. And excuse I might me, even call me, it a chasm. Right, Malika, Malika. Now, Latasha, you on the screen now. You can't be looking at your little iPad or your phone. People looking at us because you're going to be on national TV and people going to say she ain't even listening to none of y'all. So I don't want to do you wrong now. We're going to edit this little part out. So act like you care about us now that you ain't talking now. You on mute. <laughs> Look at CSS because she talking because she talking. She she shut us down, Malika. She shut us no, down. I, no, I did not. I would never shut Malika down. <laughs> my brother, but I was I was not on the screen when I was trying to sneak and look and respond to this email. Yes, you are. I can so see you right now. I can see you right now. See, look at that screen. Look behind me. Y'all on that screen. Put that shot on it so she can know that she on the big screen. I see screen. it now. I see it now. There you see. You always. I fixed it. At first, y'all was solo, but I like to look at both beautiful women at the same time. I okay. love black okay. excellence, okay? Now, Malika, you set me straight. You said, I said, we just, you said, we're just not in Atlanta. We're in 12 states. Now, I, I took a step back because I knew that, but I know you're going to come so hard at the early part of the interview. Tell us about, the, about, about what exactly you guys are representing in the organization and why 12 states, because I'm sure it's growing. So at our base, the Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium is a foundation supported to invest, created to invest in Black girls and women across the South. We are founded by Latasha Brown and four and three other women who have long histories and professional experience, professional excellence in philanthropy. They lead the Appalachian Community Foundation, the Fund for Southern Communities, and the Black Belt Community Foundation. And what they knew over their years of uh, experience is that there was a gap, I might even call it a chasm, of funding where they're out of the nearly $5 million invested in the South, Black girls and women were only receiving about one, less than 1%, excuse wow. me, receiving less than 1%. And with that piece of information, the four organizations and the leadership of Latasha and the four other leaders in this group said there's that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable in the face of that 50% of Americans who identify as black live in the South. 
And Mm -hmm. 50% of those people are black women. Mm -hmm. And so when you want to look at what we can do for our country, for our nation, for the South, we are investing here. This is smart money. Investing in black women and black girls in the South is a smart investment. So we took it on ourselves to do this work. And we are in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and now East Texas. Woo! Now, that's Texas in my state now. You know, this Texas. I'm from Houston, Texas, so I, I, claim, I claim all parts. So you have to go through uh, East Texas to get to my hometown of uh, Houston, Texas. Now, now when I went out, Latasha, you know, your, your, your gift, your gift is communication. That's obviously, you know, God is giving you that bless, blessing. Now, when you talk about uh, where we at in life today, because we have uh, Stacey Abrams you're running for, for governorship for the second time, that's black women. We announced mm-hmm. now so much. So at one time I could just talk about Georgia and people go, he just talking about Georgia. But now it's a naf- national referendum. And then you were tied to black voters. Tell us the important role that you're playing, because what you do here does impact the entire country. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. Oracle.com slash strategic. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. So I am co-founder of an organization with Cliff Albright called Black Voters Matter Fund and Black Voters Capacity Building Institute. Mm-hmm. And it was created out of the need of this in, the, in the same spirit of, of Southern Black girls. We want to get resources on the ground directly to grassroots organizations to build their capacity so that we could actually fight for power in our communities. And so we've been doing that. We work in 12 states. We put money on the ground. Uh, we actually provide support. We shift the narrative. Mm-hmm. I always say you can understand in three three buckets. We put money, it's money, it's mobilization, and it's message, right? Having a message that centers Black people, mobilizing resources and folks to go to the polls and actually putting money on the ground. And it's all centered around not elections, but how do we build power in our communities? Now, with that being said, you know, this this country really has become divided, you know, and I think Trump has played a huge and uh, I think that we've always kind of hidden that racial issues were in existence in this country, but now it feels like they, it's obvious. It's obvious and it's overt in a lot of ways. As a person trying to get the black electorate mobilized, what, what words of encouragement or how do you do? How do you get the black voter mobilized? You know, part of what I think that we have to do, the whole purpose of uh, white supremacy is to make you feel like you're less than. Right. And so part of what we see is we go through and we see these systems, but every single poli- every, every aspect of our lives is impacted by pu- public policy. I mean, you can't be born without a, 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 without some policy impacting your life. You can't even die and your family get the death certificate to get the insurance. Right. All of that is controlled by policy. And so what we tell people is to sh- change the frame that when folks tell us that they don't trust this system, that the system works for those who have right. resources, that there works in favor of white folks. We say you're right you're Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. right we say when 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 we're telling them about why they're voting we're saying you're not you're not voting um because you want to get some political party in our office what you're voting for is you're voting for yourself that you have to use every until your community has everything that it needs you have to use every single tool available to you to actually push back to reduce the harm in your community and make sure you're holding folks accountable but also to literally be able to advance an agenda that is going to support your community and that's real whether you vote or not somebody's going to be elected and the question is if anybody's going to make a decision about me and my family I need to be a part of that process so what we tell people is we tell folks that focus on what centers you and your community and you use every everything that God has given you to actually push towards that. That's why some folks have started a business with less than $5 in their checking account. There are some people that have actually taken, taken what little they had and turned that into millions. You've got to use whatever seeds you have, that seed of hope to grow the kind of trees that you want to have. And so I work in the black community it's not about what the numbers are for folks to vote or how many people registered. It's about how are we going to use our collective power, different aspects of power, our economic power, our social power, our cultural power, and our political power in such a way that we're going to advance our community so America can be the America we desire and we deserve. Because while we're saying that it's more divided, yes, 
that in some ways what we're seeing is we're seeing the rise of white supremacy. But I would say the division has always been here, that Mm -hmm. black folks have never received, that there's always been a a wealth gap within our community in terms of the half and the half nots. 61% of black people live in poverty. 68% of black women live um, are are working um, of hourly wage jobs. All of those things have to change and shift so that we can actually have the resources we need in our community. That's round two. (laughs) <laughs> Malika, thank you. You know, when I, um, it says you're on a mission, the organization is to raise $100 million. Now, that's a show you the money mission. And you can have passion. And I, I love, I, I always tell people I'm a marketing guru. I, I know how to marketing brands up, but you have to have an angle. You have to have a, a motivational moment. To be able to get people, because you know, look, Trump out there, you know, he getting money left and right because he got his angle. You know, he's tapped into his base. What base have you guys tapped into? And what is your angle? And I'm not saying angle is a negative because every, every marketing, successful marketing has an angle to be able to consider that $100 million as a possibility. So there are a couple of, uh, there are a couple of foundational spaces where we, where we make sense. We've mm-hmm. tapped into the network of black women mm-hmm. that are already doing this work. Right. We have networks of hundreds of uh, organizations, thousands of millions of women and girls who that who we talk to because we are actually out there trying to identify who is doing the right work, the good work, and how do we invest in that work? Mm-hmm. So our base is pretty broad across these 12 sta- mm-hmm. states. Mm-hmm. Our angle is exactly what I shared with you earlier is that when you make an investment in these black women and girls, you make an investment in this country. I'm not the first one to say, but an investment in the South is an investment in this nation. An investment in a girl is an investment in this nation. You right. grow this country. And so it's not a hard message to con- conceive of that this is money well spent. This is money well spent. The South is a seed of activism. When we think about all the things that have been tried to oppress people in the South, we absolutely simultaneously then think about all of the people in the South who said, you can't try this here. It won't work here. We're coming for you here. And this, if we want to make sure that this country has a a series of activists and leaders who are always at the ready, an investment in girls and women makes sense. Well, you know, the interesting thing, because we're on the subject of money, Latasha, what exactly is the Black Girls Dream Fund? Black Girls Dream Fund is one of four funds that we've created. It is a $100 million initiative over the last next 10 years. Our goal is to raise and to give out and invest over $100 million to organizations that serve Black women and Black girls. And so what we are excited is with the Black Girls Dream Fund is that we funded, we've already provided this spring $2.2 million to over 71 organizations that we wrote grants to. And so we will continue to do that. We have three other funds that will come online that we're launching towards the end of the year that we're super, super excited about. But the whole purpose of that fund is to invest in those organizations that are working and center black girls and women. And so to help them to build their capacity, we believe that if they are stronger then the movement to actually change, um, um, change the conditions of black girls will be stronger. It's a way for us to build out the ecosystem of support for black women and girls. We'll be right back with more money making conversations masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. 
Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Wow. I, I really appreciate that. My, I have a daughter, you know, and so I always am motivated by women who push the narrative. And that's what you're doing. Because sometimes you, not, not sometimes, you can never sit back. Because you sit back, you're just going to get passed up. And I, that, that is the number one thing I get from my conversation is that because uh, I definitely want to invite you to my WCLK show that I'll do on Tuesday because I just I, I want to be like I say you we all can contribute in different ways and mine right. I have a newsletter I have social media I have a radio show this is just an extension but y'all y'all dominating in Georgia I gotta let the Georgia people know you know I, it's all <laughs> right for them to know you in Milwaukee in Chicago or DC but we we need to lock this down in in, uh, in Atlanta so we're gonna get y'all <laughs> Right. And then let me, let me say this, too, that many of us, all of us who are working on this have come out of our pockets. Right. And so there is while the the large necess, the large foundations and corporations, we invest them. We want to have more corporate partners. Absolutely. But we want individual. If it's five dollars, if it's two dollars, you don't know how much it means to us to be able to get those small donations, because sometimes that's the message that says we believe in you. We believe that we can do this. We can take care of us. And so people who want to donate to us, they can text us. They can text black girls, black girl to six, six, eight, six, six. That's black girl to six, six, eight, six, six. They'll get a donation, um, a donation link. Send us $5, $10, yeah. $100, a million dollars. Absolutely. But literally those donations are the donations that send us affirmations that you're in this movement with us and you believe in us. Well, you know, that's what people think, Malika. They think that they, you know, uh, you know, Trump not getting up to $250 million. He getting $5, $1, $10, $100, $20. And so we as donors need to understand it's not how much, it's how much, but doing something. And a dollar adds up to another dollar. And then all of a sudden, the momentum grabs and it galvanizes the organization. And guess what? You can start bragging about your dream of possibly coming true. Now, you have another, you have another, this, this bus tour. That's why I'm going to come back to you. You know, this bus tour in the South. You know, first of all, when, it, when a, lot, a lot of people don't know the South is just beautiful to me. It's a beautiful culture. It's a beautiful food. It's beautiful people, beautiful music. So when you start talking about, so I, I get a little jealous. Is this just for for young ladies, this bus tour? It's a family affair. Now, without question, it is the prettiest, pinkest bus in America. I ain't my color ain't gonna stop me now. That I love I I grew up with six sisters, like I told you. So pink been all in my life a long time. Okay. Well, good, because this is more pink than you can shake the stick at. So we are definitely it is, but it's a family affair. Everybody is welcome. I bought my eight-year-old son this weekend and we kicked off the tour in Atlanta. We're heading to Elaine, Arkansas, and Little Rock this this coming weekend. So absolutely, everyone is welcome. And what we wanted was to give families, but young girls and young women in particular, a journey to joy. So Mm -hmm. they get a little passport and they get a chance to visit the journey to, to joy and the journey to fun and the journey to STEM and the cosmetic chemistry. They get a chance to experience as many things as we can put together mm-hmm. for them on this tour. And I'll tell you that we had more than 300 girls and women in Atlanta that didn't want to leave. We actually had to tell them the event was over. <laughs> it's an incredible experience. It is an incredible experience. And because we've all been away from each other for two years, mm-hmm. this is the perfect way to give ourselves a moment to smile at each other, to recognize the fact that joy is restorative, to take some time to actually share stories with each other because our mental health and self-care is important. This is an important event 
it's a lot of fun, but it actually does help restore our souls. Absolutely. So it started Saturday, August 20th, and it ends September 17th. Why that window? Why, why that particular window of travel for the tour? So September 16th is actually the, um, if you would remember, and those of us who are history buffs may remember that mm-hmm. that is the um, commemoration of the bombing at the 16th Street Baptist Church right. with the four little girls. Mm-hmm. And so we always try to make sure that at Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium, we take a moment to mark that, that moment right. in our lives um, to make sure that we remember those young women remember their sacrifice and remember that black girls have been giving to social justice movements for years mm-hmm. and that the, their lives were not in vain. So that date is August. It started August 20th, but it ends September 16th. September 17th. September, but I was 16th. just mentioning this. Yeah. Okay, cool. September okay, 17th. Cool. And we are know, ending I want to know if they gave me some bad information, Malik. I said, I, I think um, I'm reading 17th there, but I've got to come back no, and correct myself publicly. Right. I, right. I was just, I was speaking specifically to the date. Okay, but, cool. Let me get, I got to close the ending. show with the mouth. The wonderful, <laughs> the articulate, straight out of Selma. You know, visionary, founder, co-founder. She got two co-founders she got mm-hmm. on my show here. The one and only Latasha Brown. You started this, and then you said three other ladies had the same vision. You brought on Malika's doing a wonderful job as the executive director. What is the ultimate goal? Because it ain't something going to happen in a year. This is a journey. This is a legacy campaign you've created here. Like I can believe that what Dr. Martin Luther King created is a legacy campaign because we're always going to continue to fight. We're always going to have obstacles. We know we have obstacles. How will we be able to come overcome it with your organization? So, you know, I am really clear that when God gives a vision, he gives the provision. This is a vision that God gave me. I was in the shower. The vision came so strong, so hard. Matter of fact, I had a whole nother job mm-hmm. that I jumped out of the shower mm-hmm. and created um, and started writing down what was coming to me at the time. Right. And so it, it, I, I'm raising that because I think part of what we also um, don't do enough of is tapping into our spiritual gifts mm-hmm. and know that literally if we follow and we're in alignment with that, we can create the vision that God gives us. Mm-hmm. And the vision for me wasn't about the organization. It wasn't about the money. It was how to create that, that I was so excited that God would tap me as one of his many, many people right. that mm-hmm. we could act, have the audacity to believe that we could create the kind of environment mm-hmm. that could be that people women and girls to feel healthy and whole, mm-hmm. that we could actually stand in the space of abundance, that our abundance wasn't determined by the stock market, ain't determined about by a check amount, but my abundance is what God has given me and put in me, that we could actually create, we could use our innovation to actually address some of the problems, that mm-hmm. we didn't need anybody to come in and look at us as victims, but in fact, we could actually share out of our abundance, our abundance of spirit, our abundance of joy, our abundance of thoughts, our abundance of creativity, and we've seen whether the world has 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 actually benefited from that and has exploited that. And so but what best way to do it is to lead and create a vision that literally all of us collectively could be a part of that if we change the life of a black girl, I am convinced that if we change the life of a black girl, we will change the world. And so that is my vision. My vision is that black girls will recognize that they are already whole and complete and there's nothing left to do but just operate in the in the gifts and the talents that God has given them. Well, thank you for that uh you know you, that's I won't say sermon because you you you're you're a talker, you're a gifted speaker, you're you know what to say and uh, know how to say it. But I want to add this. 
um, I, I on every Wednesday, my news, I have 66,000 fan club members receive a newsletter at 10 a.m. If you have any banner about the tour. Absolutely. We have tour, few videos, fantastic yeah, videos. That please get it to me today so it can go out to my fan base tomorrow. I mean, 10 o'clock is gone. We we like, we professional over here. Not 10, 15. I remember they were creeping one day. They, they did 10, 15. I said, who time y'all tell it? It's 10 a.m. at this company. So please get that information today because I like the my fans to know about it and I like to know about it because I like to surprise y'all on one of them stops, okay? That'd be wonderful. Thank you so much. Y'all the Thank South. I love the South, y'all. You can't, you can't run a brother out the South, okay? And I love y'all energy. I'm, I'm a fan, and, and I'm very seriously. Y'all hear me on my show. I'm inviting them. Malika and Latasha over by the building. And we're going to have a down home. We're going to capture it on video, put it on TikTok, and just let everybody know. We're gonna, and we know something. We might even do a fundraiser, too. We're going to get something rolling around here. Let's get these folks okay. to know. While they watching us eat, give us a dollar. Give us a dollar. Long as we eat, y'all keep giving us some dollars. But more importantly, get that information so we can let everybody know about this tour nationwide. Okay? Thank you so much. God Thank bless you. you. It was Thank awesome. I, I love both of y'all. Y'all, y'all got this. Like I say, family. I, I feel like I'm talking to family. And uh, <laughs> when you're talking to family, you can talk to them for a long time. Because guess what? You're going to start eating. And I love to eat. <laughs> I love to eat. <laughs> Bye, y'all.